0: Uh, Check out their website, npteff.com, and use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field. Uh, I'm bringing back an old host of ours, uh, Dr. Stephanie Wyrock. Good to have you back, Steph. Um, Hey,
1: everyone. Long time no talk. So happy to be back, Scott.
0: It's always good, uh, you know, when we get to, to reconnect, because uh, I always love to see what people are up to and what they're doing. And this is a, a cool little category that uh, we don't get to talk about too often. So this will be a, a neat little episode that Stephanie brought to our attention, and I'm glad she did. And like I said, I'm glad to have her back. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit uh, to uh, an amazing guest, uh, Sydney Cast. Sydney, tell us a little bit about your academic journey and, and how it's led you to where you're at today. Well,
2: hello everyone. My name is Sydney Cass and I'm currently a student at the University of North Dakota studying physical therapy. And my journey is a little bit kind of all over the place because if you asked me when I was 14 what I wanted to be, it wasn't a physical therapist, it was actually an orthodontist. And uh, that journey sort of shifted once I got into college and really started looking into those different outlets of what I was truly passionate about. And physical therapy is something that really struck a chord with me because I knew I loved physical activity growing up. I was always in sports. And then once I was in school, just the human anatomy and how it all kind of correlates to one another really, really stuck with me. And I was always like, oh, I don't know. I already told everyone I want to go into dentistry. Like I can't switch. But once I did, I mean, it was it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders because I knew it was something I was so passionate about and I actually did my undergrad at Minot State University. That's my hometown, and my dad is a professor there, so for money purposes, super awesome, but also for experiences, just the different atmospheres and environments I was allowed to be in within my hometown were astronomical, and then I took two years off. I worked as a waitress and earned some money so I could afford graduate school, and applied to the University of North Dakota and the University of Mary in Bismarck and got accepted to both right away. So that was really awesome to kind of have that validation of yes, this is what I'm supposed to go into. And ever since then going to the University of North Dakota has been a dream and I've loved every second of it.
1: Yeah, um, I've one of the things that, one of the reasons we wanted to bring Sydney on our podcast specifically, as you heard, she's a physical therapy student. But she's also the current Miss North Dakota. So she'll be competing in Miss America in January or December? In December. 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 And um, I, I don't know if many of you know this about me, but back in the day, I also competed in Miss North Dakota. And so I'm very well connected with some of the people that run that pageant. And when Sydney ended up winning, somebody had uh, reached out to me and had suggested that I reach out to Sydney because she was a physical therapy student. So we chatted a little bit and uh, she told me about her platform, which we're going to get into in a little bit, but in miss North Dakota and the miss America system, every candidate has to have a certain platform that they basically are the face of, and they become a public speaker to raise awareness on an issue. And Sydney's platform is on movement. And what, how the body is interconnected and she'll explain it a little bit better. But as many of you know, I'm a APTA advocate, and this is something that APTA has really been emphasizing is how do we get the public to understand what we do as physical therapists. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is an awesome opportunity to get to, for APTA, to have a partner who has a national um, platform to speak on this. So Sydney, can you just tell us first a little bit about, um, your platform and then maybe tell us a little bit about, uh, the miss North Dakota pageant and what made you decide to compete?
2: Yes, absolutely. So the one body movement, that's what I call it is all about how mind, body, and spirit, they're all connected and how one can directly affect the other. And the reason I kind of got, struck on this as my kind of final endpoint of what I wanted to present to others is I used to just do um, ending the stigma on mental illness, which is something I'm also a huge advocate for, but being able to involve what I'm going into the, like my future for and involving physical therapy was something that like really struck deep with me and was, I could relay that information to people without hesitation. It was just natural to me. So that's, that's really what that's all about. And Obviously, we can get more into it, but with the Miss North Dakota organization, I will tell anyone that I am the I am the furthest thing from a pageant girl because I grow and I play in the dirt. I'm the tomboy, and when I started competing, I actually did what was called a festival title. And once you learn more about the organization, it makes more sense. But a festival title is something that is not you don't have to run for Miss North Dakota because to run for Miss North Dakota, you have to win a local or as I like to refer to it, regionals in basketball, to get to state. And when I did that, I was honestly persuaded into doing Miss North Dakota. And what really persuaded me to continue on that journey was the scholarship and the opportunity to perform. I've always loved performing, musical arts, theater, choir, and I hadn't been able to once I had graduated high school. So those two things really brought me towards Running for Miss North Dakota and I did it my first year, ended up getting top 10. First time ever doing anything like that. And yeah, I was like, okay, okay. So I guess I'm not too far off of what they're looking for. And then that fall, I started physical therapy school. And I was like, I don't know. It's that's a lot of commitment and time consuming. And I mean, physical therapy school alone is we all know, not too easy the first year. (laughs) And It took a lot of thought, but at the end of the day, I told myself, you know, I get to be a physical therapist the rest of my life. I will only get to be Miss North Dakota one year if given that opportunity. So I ran with it. And, you know, the biggest difference I made between my first year and my second year of running was I was truly 100% my genuine self. And I will tell anyone that joins the Miss America organization that is how you um, will be successful in that, in that aspect, not only in that organization, but in life, as if you are truly 100% yourself. And so I'm very thankful for the the whole turn of events that brought me here.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is uh, not the most direct path. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. But uh, first off, I just want to say, you know, it's never too late to switch and change paths. I, I was an English major, then I became a physical therapist. Now I'm in academia, it was not a straight and narrow. So you can always change your, your mind and, and what you want to be. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So don't, don't worry about that. But yeah, you've got this great opportunity and, and you're running with it, but tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, that work-life balance type situation with school and Miss America stuff. How much school do you have left? How's it going? Tell us a little bit about just your experience in general with balance and that stuff.
2: So I actually just finished my finals last week and I got my white coat, which was probably i mean one of the coolest experiences. It's just that nice affirmation that I did this. Um, but within the last probably year, I've I've really worked on managing my time and not only managing it, but knowing when to take breaks. I think a lot of people their first year in PT school will just study, study, study. And that's awesome. It's so good to know every last bit of material. But what, if you draw your draw yourself if you run yourself dry in that first year it's really hard to bounce back and you you can see that in some of my classmates that they're exhausted which I'm exhausted too but I think a part of the journey is the is the break when when you need it so definitely knowing when you need those breaks something I in this last year have I've used as my breaks is when I go to the gym that's that's my best kind of relief it's my hour off I can turn on music i What's school? That's that. (laughs) But obviously, as a physical therapist, when you're at the gym, you're kind of studying in that aspect of, oh, okay, biomechanics, this is how that works. Um, But another thing that has truly helped me along this whole path, and especially since the summer of being crowned in the middle of a semester, My friends have been nothing but nothing short of perfect in regards to sending me notes or filling me in. Oh, yeah, we do have a quiz tomorrow. We should study for that, those sort of things. So, always leaning on that support system is something I am so grateful for. And I I tell them just about every day I'm like, I don't think I could have done it without you guys because um, they truly have helped me so much. But I think that's something in the real world that we also have to be able to rely on people like that surround us and it's something i've definitely grown to understand.
1: I think the thing that is really awesome about this situation that you're in is the fact that your faculty have been so supportive. I think we've heard a lot on this podcast with other guests that we've talked to and just our experiences as clinicians is that sometimes that supportive environment When you have other things going on in your life, may not necessarily be as optimal as a person would like. Mm -hmm. And so I I really want to commend the staff at UND for allowing you to do both of these opportunities. And my understanding from us talking previously, Sydney, is that you guys are kind of switching curriculum. So, um, do you have any insight onto kind of how the differences in the curriculum will be and kind of what your year will look like as miss north dakota and as a physical therapy student
2: so i will tell you the day after i won miss north dakota i remember i had to call my like the head of our um program Uh, her name is cindy flom and i remember i was so nervous for that phone call because i was like oh no what's she gonna say (laughs) and i i called her and the first thing she said is this sydney cast or should i say the new miss north dakota and I was like, oh, thank goodness, <laughs> because I, I truly was nervous because I know how time consuming both of these things are. But again, as you said, the support that they have given me and the um, just ongoing, like they're happy for me in this aspect and they're not um, having it weighed down on me is so, so awesome. But also just like how they're willing to work with me as long as I communicate with them. And I I plan to do that. That's that's probably going to be my biggest uh, learning curve for the years. Just always communicate, always follow up, whatever it is, just know you're keeping up with it. But as, as you said, our curriculum is changing and that is something super awesome for the program, because I believe UND has had the same curriculum for quite a while and they're looking to make it more accessible and more um, adapt to that, to the students that are coming in, which is awesome. I've loved my curriculum that I'm in, but you know, change is never a bad thing, so to speak. But as far as the, this next year, we will stay in the same curriculum. My class will be grandfathered in, which is why I am actually unable to defer a year because it all gets sort of mixed up. But um, I know what they're doing is good for the program and I'm excited to see the changes that they do make.
0: Yeah, so I think one of the main takeaways that I got from that is that if it's worth doing, It's worth putting the time in to have two major, you know, uh, maybe even conflicting things going on in your life at the same time, right? Physical therapy school seems like it's something you want to do and it's something that's worth it. Miss North Dakota seems like something you want to do, something that's worth it. You're going to have to just grit through it and, and push through if you truly want to do both, you know, and it can be done. Obviously, you're living proof, right? So let's talk a little bit now about the next step for you and how you want to talk a little bit more about movement in general. Because you brought up something earlier that is pretty neat too, is is the mental health aspect of things, right? And there's a lot of research out there that shows exercise is good for mental health, right? So that all kind of comes together, like you said, with mind, body, and soul. So tell us a little bit about your platform and how you kind of want to spread the word about movement and what's to come in the future on that platform.
2: Yes. So the cool part about being in school is when I am sitting in class, if there's something I hear that I'm like, Oh, I should definitely talk about this when I am speaking to children across the state or not even children, people of all ages. And the way I really want, and I have thought about this a few times is when I go to a school, for instance, I want to bring, you know, I want to, want to involve them, you know, I want to make them feel a part of the presentation. My goal is to, you know, have four volunteers come up and, each volunteer is like the tire on a car. And when you're driving a car, you know if one tire goes flat, the whole vehicle won't move, right? So in my mind, each tire represents something different. You know, one is your physical health, one is your mental health, maybe your social health, and then your school work life, right? So you know, all those things have to be at the same level and you have to have the same attention given to them if we want the vehicle to drive forward. But the big difference between a car and your human body is you can replace a car, you can replace the tires, you have spare tires, the human body, you're you're only given one. And that's how I want to relate it to people is that we have to invest in each aspect of our lives if we want to keep that vehicle moving forward.
1: I think that a lot of the things that you're talking about are very relevant to what you will End up talking about to patients as well when you become a physical therapist you know scott and you have been talking or scott had talked about the you know that exercise is helpful in mental health but mental health also affects how a person can heal and so if you're not able to cope with cope with the certain situation that you're given making sure that we're providing that ability for people to be in a healing environment so that they can heal is extremely important. And so I'm, I'm super excited about the fact that you're talking about this. What is kind of your plan as far as, um, teaching this? I know that a lot of times Miss North Dakota focuses on kids, but teaching this specifically to kids. And then how do you plan to, um, change your message, focusing more on, older on adults or people who aren't children?
2: Yes. So when talking to adults and people, older generations, the biggest thing I really want to relay is that people have to take care of themselves before they can take care of others and not in a selfish sense, but if your glass is empty, you can't fill up another cup, so to speak. And so teaching that they have to take care of themselves, whether it's their diet, just taking a 10 minute walk, things like that will automatically have a direct correlation to their overall quality of life and being able to express that, whether it's um, one on one conversations or over the phone or zoom calls, I really want to be able to reach all generations when it comes to this message.
0: Yeah, that's a great outlook on it. And I think a great take. And, you know, we, most of us, our audience, whether they be professors or students in the healthcare realm, know what what a program looks like as far as going through maybe PT school or whatever it may be. Give us an outlook on your calendar now for the next year. What does it look like for Miss North Dakota? What, what are some of the things you have scheduled and planned? What does that kind of look like?
2: Yes. So, In school, I will be in the classroom this year. We have one one one-week clinical that happens at the end of this second year, but mainly it's, you know, cardiopalm, lifespan, manual too, those sort of classes. And um, it'll be nice because our schedule is a little, you know, less demanding than it was the first year, obviously with anatomy and neuro and all those things. It's it's a lot more hands-on and very, um, you know, Kind of learn as you go and not not as much studying so to speak so that really helps and also as miss north dakota my big things that are coming up is i go to dallas texas in august that's our miss america orientation but it's also the miss america outstanding teen competition so we'll get to go there and support our teen and kind of get to meet our entire class of women that will compete against in december um, like I said, December, will have that. But between August and December, hopefully just different events, whether it's visiting schools or um, businesses, um, basically it's a combination of preparing for Miss America, but also getting the message out there. And then once spring hits, whether I miss America or not, which is just crazy to even consider that being a possibility. It's happened before. It's happened before, but if yeah, you know, I I do not become Miss America. The North Dakota school tour begins, and I've already had that discussion with my um, professors at school, and we've figured out a schedule that is going to work for both of us. Whether it be um, me zooming into a class while I'm drive, well not while I'm driving, if I'm in the passenger seat of someone else driving, um, or if I'm in another city. I'll be able to communicate with either my classmates or professors on the classes I miss. So again, that communication thing has been key in this whole process, but that that spring will be kind of my big moment of getting to talk to schools and really spreading my message across the state. And then in June, that's when Miss North Dakota happens and I have to give up the crown.
0: Well, I mean, Obviously, you're going to have a huge audience and following after after this podcast, that's for sure. I know that uh, 300,000 physical therapists across the nation will be cheering for you, um, and what, about 40,000 PTAs or so? So you've got uh, some heavy background. You've got some people that are excited for you, for sure.
1: What are you most excited about for Miss America? Probably just getting
2: to meet all of the different candidates. I mean, at what point in your life do you get to say, I know... Fifty people from all across all across our country that is not only an amazing opportunity to meet other people and get different perspectives but also from a networking standpoint that I'll have connections for the rest of my life and that is something I'm so grateful for because it's just it opens so many doors and it's similar to I mean you saying that about the all the physical therapists and PTAs listening to this it is such a great networking opportunity that not everyone has the oppor- not everyone has that opportunity in whether it's in pt or in different professional programs it's something i'm i'm truly grateful for
0: yeah, I like to tell my students, you know, it's cliche, but your, your network equals your net worth, right? And, and it's true, because I tell them, look, you should have been networking already up to this point. But if you haven't, today's the first day to start, you've got to get going, because your network becomes so crucial to who you are and what you do in the future. Um, you know, it, it's one of those skills that, you know, people really have to work at it. Um, and like you said, you're getting an amazing opportunity uh, to, to grow your network, you know, by 50 fold so that's a you know an amazing an amazing opportunity and like I said I can't wait to see how it all turns out um, tell me a little bit about once you finish school you're going to become a physical therapist do you have any idea what setting you want to work in or what you what you want to pursue after after you graduate
2: so what got me interested in physical therapy personally was sports therapy and Obviously, that's something I would love to further seek information on through my clinicals. But I think that's a big thing to consider is you have to go through those clinicals before you make that final decision. And I've only done one week clinicals and I've already seen things I like, things I don't like. And I can't even imagine how exponentially that will change once I do nine week clinicals and then, you know, bigger things like that. So obviously sports sports therapy is something I'm really interested in. But also, if I could possibly look more into women's health, I would love that as well, I'm sure. Um, but it really depends on those clinical experiences and um, getting, you know, kind of that one-on-one experience that you don't always see in the classroom.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's a really important point for our students that do listen to this podcast, because as a clinical instructor myself, I do hear a lot of students talk about how they have been interested in one type of physical therapy and their, whoever their clinical instructor has been, has definitely impacted their decision to pursue or not pursue that specific area. So I think that that's an important point. You know, you're, you're, you've got all this stuff going on, Sydney. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now are asking like, Oh my gosh, how is she going to do this? What is your advice to people who are trying to kind of manage that work-life balance or that school life balance, what type of uh, advice would you give to other PT students that maybe are a little overwhelmed with their life right now?
2: My best piece of advice would be time management. And I have been someone that has failed at that before. I'm, I learned through failure and I think that's the, not the best way to do it. But when I did my undergrad, I remember pulling all-nighters and, you know, saying no to friends, like wanting to hang out because I was like, I have to study. I cannot um, lose focus on this. And it got to the point where my the the quality of my studying was nothing compared to the quantity. And as we know, it's always quality should be greater than quantity. So that's my biggest piece of advice, time management and finding time for things outside of school that you enjoy. Because if all you're doing is something that is taking all your brain power and making you groggy and miserable, then it's, is it really worth it? You know? And so, yeah, that, I know that's kind of cut and dry, like, oh, just learn how to manage your time, but focusing on what makes you happy outside of school and, but also remember why you're there and it's not to be miserable. It's to, it's to learn, enjoy what you love doing and to honestly just, you know, don't lose focus on, Yourself in the process.
0: Yeah, I think there was a, an underlying theme tonight of of you know being true to yourself and and being authentic and and you know I, I think even even you know burning yourself out at times right we don't want to do that either so I think it you have to know yourself and and be self aware enough to know when you need to take those breaks how you can find joy still how you can you know still do the things you love, and yet you know take care of your responsibilities too. So I think this was a really great episode overall. I think uh, this is a great time to ask you our final question that we ask all of our guests. Uh, if you could change one aspect of higher education, whether it be DPT or otherwise, what aspect would you change and how would you change it?
1: Well, that is a tough question. This might be your final question for Miss America, Sydney.
2: I know. Oh, my gosh. I got to start preparing.
1: Yeah, right. Um,
2: what I would change about higher education. It might be cliche, but I would I would change the cost. And, you know, that's it's something that a lot of people in my generation specifically don't realize the cost of education until they're in it or out of it. And, you know, it might not be an educator's ability to change that, but it I, is something that. Debt is a huge issue in our nation, and no one really knows about it until they're in it. When I got into college, I'm so thankful for my parents because they educated me on hey, if you take a loan out, that's going to build. So being able to whether it's educate people more on how expensive college is or lowering costs of college, that is something I would change.
0: Number one most given answer. So you are right
2: on track. (laughs) I swear I didn't hear no
0: that's that's okay it's true and and that is why we ask it because if it becomes that big of an issue then it's something we need to address you know it is the truth
1: and it does i mean the cost of education especially in pt i mean in all healthcare fields really but in pt specifically for us it does inhibit people to come into this profession And when you have that, then you can't build a diverse workforce. And that's something that we've really been pushing. So cost is definitely something that we need to look forward to.
2: Yeah. I mean, and it's also, that's part of the, that's another reason I do the Miss America organization because my schooling is about paid for now. And that's, I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yeah. That was one of the reasons that I did Miss America and Miss North Dakota way back in in the day long time ago, over 10 years ago now, <laughs> uh, the last year I comp- I wasn't as brave as you. I didn't compete when I was in PT school. I didn't think I I'm not as, I don't think I could have done it You're way farther ahead than I was. And I don't know like, if brave so is the word I would use. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> well, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are really interested in you and in your platform and kind of your experience. So if people do want to reach out to you, Sydney, where can they find you online and how can they contact you?
2: Yes. So my Instagram is just my name spelled straight through Sydney cast, S-I-D-N-I-K-A-S-T. It's not spelled wrong. I swear. It's just what my mom wanted to do when she had me. <laughs> uh, and then on Facebook, you can find me at like Sydney cast, Miss North Dakota. That's my like official page, but also we have a Miss North Dakota website. That's out there. I think it's just missnorthdakota.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah,
2: right. And uh, always open to uh, more appearances, more podcasts, whatever it is. I'm just really excited to kind of have as many opportunities as possible this year.
1: Well, thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us on the podcast and getting me out of a little bit of my podcast retirement here. Uh, It was very fun talking to you. And if you guys do have any questions, feel free to reach out to Sydney. She'd be happy to answer you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.
0: Absolutely. Good luck and we uh, will be following you.